0: Welcome to the Website Coach Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs and small business owners that want a winning website, one that attracts more visitors and helps them book more clients. I'm Marie Brown, a website designer and business strategist, and I'll be sharing simple and actionable tips to help you create a winning website. So let's get started. Hello, welcome to episode number 41 of the Website Coach Podcast. And this week I'm talking about business planning specifically quarterly business planning, or 90-day business planning. And I'm both recording this, and indeed it's going out, as we approach the end of June and begin to think about the next quarter. Yes, you might think that's not very good planning on my part, doing it quite so close to the episode going out and the next quarter. This next quarter is always a bit tricky, certainly if you have school-aged children, because you've got the dreaded school holidays to contend with. Or I don't know, maybe you look forward to those days. But running a business with children around can certainly be challenging. And indeed, my podcast episode, coming up episode 43, is going to give you lots of ideas about how you can manage to free up some time when you've got children at home. But just because it's challenging doesn't mean to say you should write this quarter off. This quarter, just like all the other quarters, has 13 weeks in it and you might have 3 or 4 weeks when working is a complete write off you might be away on holiday and holidays are a very good idea when you only run your own business or you might want to spend that time focused on your children and accept your business is secondary and for many of us having the flexibility when the children are off is a key reason we work for ourselves in my case i'm probably now unemployable too And you might have another three to four weeks when your working time is going to be more limited than usual. Either because you've got children around more, or because there's end-of-term activities like sports days, plays and social events. They seem to go on and on. (laughs) And maybe you just want to make the most of the sunny days and go to the park after school. I mean, we don't get that many here in the UK. And that still leaves somewhere between six to ten Equivalent weeks, taking into account those part time weeks, when you can work on your business. And six to 10 weeks are too valuable to waste. Now, you might be saying, I'm not a planner. And to be honest, I'm not a natural planner. You might prefer to go with the flow. And that's fine. But hear me out. (laughs) Because the one thing I have found is when I go with the flow, I get less done. And when I've got more limited time than usual, planning how I'm going to use that time helps enormously to make the most of it. If nothing else, it means I'm not wasting time thinking, what should I do now? I have a plan and I can just get on and do it. And every 90 days, I plan out the next quarter. Why every 90 days? Why quarterly? Well, I do plan annually too. But I do find that when I plan a year in advance, a year is a long time. And, you know, who knows what's going to happen in that time. And it's a long time to keep motivated because you keep thinking, well, I can always do that later in the year. More targeted pla- quarterly planning helps me keep to my annual plan. And it also means that I can adjust that plan as I need to. Why not shorter? Well, one month's a bit short. 90 days is a really good amount of time to be able to have some plans, and actually implement them. And that quarterly planning exercise is just as valuable in June as in January, if not more so. So, do you want to know what I do? (laughs) Here goes. Well, the first thing I do is I look back. I review the previous quarter. And I don't do this to beat myself up if I haven't met my goals for the quarter, but to learn from it and inform my goals for this quarter. If I've met or exceeded my goals, and look at why that might be. Has a new strategy been particularly successful? So I previously found focusing on following up leads leads to an increase in bookings. I mean, no super sleuthing required on that one. And I've also found that working for half an hour or an hour first thing during the school holidays, before everybody else is up and ready to go out, something I hasten to add that happens later and later when your children hit secondary school age. But if I can work, spend that time working on one of my big goals, like last year when I was launching my podcast, it meant that it did progress. Finding time later in the day just never seemed to happen. And writing out the steps I needed to take in the right order so I could literally just get up and start work without needing to think also helped. And if I haven't met my goals, I'll also think about why. Now, revenue goals in particular don't always get met because for me, the timing of website launches is not completely within my control. I'm reliant upon clients giving me content and feedback on designs in a timely manner. So I might have fallen short, but that might be because a website launch, or two or three, hasn't happened and it's just deferred to the next quarter. During lockdown in particular, several websites were delayed because clients had homeschooling responsibilities and photo shoots couldn't take place. And one of the things that you can do when you don't meet your goals for a particular quarter and you know why is you can think about what you can do to reduce this happening in future. Sometimes goals have just been a little too ambitious and other things have gotten in the way. This podcast was on my goals for a long time before it actually happened. It wasn't just that it took me longer. I'm not actually sure it did take me longer than I expected. But it was some other things that took more time. And each quarter, I was ticking off some of the items, so getting closer to my goal. And that in itself is valuable. So once I've looked back, I then look at setting goals for the next quarter. And I never used to set outcome-based goals because I struggled to think of what they should be but I have found I achieve more when I do. Some people like to set realistic goals. Others prefer to set stretch goals. You should set them at a level that best motivates you. There's no right or wrong. If you give up when you realise you're never going to hit a goal, then a realistic goal is going to be better. You can always beat it. But if you enjoy striving and take great delight in hitting a difficult target, then set stretch goals. And you can do a mixture as well. Some of your goals can be easier to achieve than others. But whether they're realistic or stretch, outcome goals should be specific and measurable. So it means using actual money targets, not more revenue than this time last year. Put a number on it. Now that number can be just a little bit more than this time last year. That's fine. It can mean It means using numbers, like a certain number of new clients that you're going to book. And it means using words like launch or complete, not progress. What kind of goals can you have? Well, that's entirely up to you. You might have a revenue goal, a profit goal, or a goal to pay yourself a certain amount. Because after all, the money that you can take out of your business is not exactly the same as your revenue. You've got costs to account for too. You could have a number of new clients goal. You could have completion of client work goal. Certainly I do with websites. You could have a marketing goal and maybe a project you want to do. Think about what you really want to achieve in the next 90 days to move your business forward. And yes, just having a functioning business and surviving the school holidays can be goals too. What next? Well, somebody whose name I can't pronounce... Anton de Sang Epure, maybe? (laughs) Apparently said, a goal without a plan is just a wish. And certainly, even though I can't pronounce his name, I definitely agree with what he is saying. Because after setting goals, it's important to make a plan to meet those goals. Otherwise, they're very unlikely to happen. Uh, Personally, I divide revenue goals into the different parts. So I think about, okay. That amount of revenue means that I need a certain number of clients, new clients, paying a deposit. I need a certain number of websites completed, and I will even list which specific ones that might be. I need a certain amount of revenue from existing clients. Now, I've got a maintenance plan, and that revenue is pretty predictable. And then an amount of money, amount of revenue from any new products or services that I might be launching, or other products and services I sell. And breaking it down this way makes it more real. And you can see what you need to do to achieve it. And you can also see whether it makes sense, especially if you've got less time to work on your business over these weeks. So, you know, if you say that you need to, I don't know, complete 12 client projects, and yes, it might be a 13-week quarter, but you're only working for six of them, realistically, can you complete two a week? Maybe but maybe not, in which case you need to adjust your goals. For any projects, I write down the precise things that I need to do to complete the goal. So, for example, when I was launching this podcast, it was things like complete the podcast training course I'd signed up to, find podcast hosting, create the cover art, find and buy theme music, write the introduction record the intro and outro brainstorm episode ideas outline and record the first so many episodes and that might seem like quite a list but breaking it down in that way makes you able to see exactly what you need to do and it means that when you've got time to work on podcast you know exactly what you need to do without having to think even when it comes to signing up new clients i'll give thought to the actions that are going to help to drive that and write them down That's where things like following up came from. Now, some of the plans will be about one-off things, like creating podcast cover art. Others will be regular activities, for example, following up leads. I take those regular activities and I make them into a list. That list might include things like posting on Instagram at least four times a week, following up leads within two business days, publishing my podcast weekly. Again, these are specific and measurable. And of course, some of them are more critical than others. If I don't post on Instagram four times every single week, the world's not going to fall apart. But I do try and publish my podcast. I'm saying try. I always publish my podcast weekly. And these actions are ones that I can control. I can't always control the outcome of my goals. But if I can complete the actions and the rest of the plan, then I've done everything I can to achieve those goals in those 90 days. As part of my plan, I think about what would I consider to be a successful quarter. Now, obviously, meeting all of my goals is a successful quarter. But it could be a successful quarter even if I don't meet all of my goals. It might just be making one of them or a couple of them and doing some of the actions. So it might be launching a new service that you want to launch and finishing a certain number of projects, client projects. Or it might be meeting a revenue target and want to outsource my accounts to. And even if I get nothing else achieved that quarter, I'll still consider it a successful quarter if I achieve that. And then I think about how I'm going to reward myself if I have a successful quarter. After all, we all need something to motivate ourselves. Once I've got that plan, I then focus on the weeks and each week I write out a to-do list and I try to make it realistic and I gave much more detail on this in my um, earlier podcast episode which was all about how I plan my week. But as well as client work and any business admin that goes on the list, I add the regular actions that are going to help me achieve my goals, so that's the following up on leads for example. Because it's a useful reminder and I can tick them off each week. And I'll also look at the other actions. Depending upon what is happening that week, I might add some of the other one-off actions that will also help me achieve my goals. But if it's a really busy week, then I won't add them or I might just add one. Um, You can always do more if it comes to it that week if you suddenly get more time. And the thing about a 90-day business plan, it's a live document. Okay, it's not something that should just sit on a shelf once you've done it. I look at mine regularly, at least monthly, and actually most weeks as well. And I look at how I'm doing against each goal. I might then adjust my focus if I think I'm behind on a particular goal. So if I'm behind on, say, the number of new clients I'm signing up, I might make more effort marketing that week to reach that. If my revenue goals are looking good, I might focus more on the project I want to complete. So that's how I do my planning. Um, 90-day business planning is a really useful tool to ensure that you are making progress in your business. It's really, really easy just to drift throughout the year. It means you know what you need to focus on to do the things you want to do in your business. And of course, you can always choose to do something different. No plan needs to be rigid. But a plan should start with thinking about what's worked before. And of course, what hasn't? So we can learn from these. Posting on TikTok hasn't brought in new clients in the past two quarters. Why might it now? Then it's a case of considering which goals are going to be your priority this quarter. Because you cannot do everything at once. Of course, there's absolutely nothing stopping you from achieving those goals and then adding more. What actions do you need to take to meet those goals? Because Just hoping you're going to achieve them is not a strategy that has a high degree of success. I'm certainly not going to say just hoping is never going to work because, of course, occasionally it does. But it's not the hope that means it works. You need to know the steps you're going to take to give yourself the best chance of meeting those goals. Then Think about how you define a successful quarter and how you're going to reward yourself if you are successful. But most importantly, you need to get started. Remember to refer to the goals when you make your weekly plan. And check back in regularly to see what progress you're making. If you're meeting some of them and not others, can you spend more time and focus on the actions that will help you achieve the ones you're less likely to meet? Now, if you are listening to this episode at the time it goes out, which is at the end of June, On Thursday the 30th of June I'm going to be hosting a workshop where I'm going to be going through all of this and we can all goals set together and make those 90 day plans. So if you'd like to join me you can see more details at beyondthekitchentable.co.uk slash planning. That's planning p-l-a-n-n-i-n-g. I'd love to have you join us. Come and meet me and we can plan all of our goals together. That's it for this week. Have a great week and I will see you next week.